0: Hello, welcome to a podcast for the It. I'm Gavin Cleaver and it's December 2019 and today we'll be discussing our new series of papers on the double burden of malnutrition which looks at both undernutrition and obesity as a connected problem and analyses what can be done about it. I'm pleased to be joined on the line by Camilla Corvalan who's speaking from Chile and Sandro de Mayo on the phone from Australia who are both authors on the series. Start off by talking about uh, why malnutrition is such a significant problem around the world. And when you talk about the double burden of malnutrition,
1: what what do we mean? Sure. So we know that uh, in 2019, despite many global targets, including the Sustainable Development Goals, and particularly Goal 2 of Zero Hunger, uh, but uh, across many, many other of the 17 goals and 169 targets, the Global Nutrition Targets and many other Um, commitments that the global community has made we're not on track to to meet these global targets when it comes to uh, malnutrition we know that 2.1 billion people wake up uh, overweight or obese every day struggling to access uh, afford or understand what is a healthy diet and and indeed achieve a healthy diet and we know at the same time that about 830 million people and climbing uh, after decades of decline global hunger is once again on the rise worldwide And at the same time, in addition to all of that, one in five uh, of our children worldwide continue to be stunted. That is permanently impaired lifelong due to a lack of adequate nutrition in the early years of life. So malnutrition is a global challenge. No country is immune, rich or poor, north or south. Uh, We all face multiple burdens of malnutrition. And what this series really aims to set out is that not only is no country immune, and that this is truly a global challenge that will require a global response, but in addition to that, global malnutrition is becoming more complex. We're seeing multiple forms not only appear in single communities or single countries, but indeed single households and even individuals.
0: I think reflexively, we normally think of undernutrition and obesity as different problems. So to what extent are they actually then a single problem?
2: You're right. That We usually tend to think on these as two different issues, two different extremes. But they are both related to the fact of people not having access to the right food, to the nutrition food. In the case of undernutrition, this is because people do not have enough energy, protein, micronutrients. But in the case of, of overweight, is uh, basically that we do have access to food, maybe because we have an excess access to, to energy, but that food is not necessarily a, a nutritious food that will be really providing the ad- adequate amount of, of micronutrients and and uh, really uh, sustaining life in terms of, of appropriate uh, nutrition. So really... Uh, The two uh, issues are uh, related to access to to food, Uh, to a food that is uh, affordable, that it's nutritious and that it's uh, healthy for the planet as well.
1: So we know that uh, under, indeed for for decades, in fact, um, you know, the global nutrition community really in many ways continues to think of undernutrition as a discrete and separate problem from overweight, obesity and indeed dietary related NCDs or non-communicable diseases. But we know when we show in this series, particularly in paper two, that in fact these are not uh, separate, these are inextricably linked. Not only do we show that uh, the double burden of malnutrition, the coexistence of multiple forms and indeed undernutrition with overweight, obesity and diet related NCDs is occurring uh, in individuals, households and communities across the planet. But we also see that the coexistence of multiple forms of previously p- conceptualised as separate forms of malnutrition uh, are existing in uh, poorer and poorer communities uh, across the world. And in the last 30 years, we've seen uh, the level of GDP where the double burden is really prominent, in fact, uh, decrease to the point that now even the lowest low income uh, countries across the world are heavily affected by uh, a double burden of malnutrition.
0: These papers talk a lot about regional variations, tell us a little bit about those. Is the double burden of malnutrition more pronounced in some regions than in others?
2: So what, what we have been uh, observing is that this double burden has been uh, the, the prevalence of, of the double burden has been evolving uh, during years. The, the series uh, highlight this very properly showing that uh, areas that have been traditionally thought of a uh, high prevalence of undernutrition are now uh, increasingly experiencing uh, overweight and obesity increases and therefore increasing this uh, double burden. Um, at the same time, what we are seeing is some progress on on, on some other areas that are, are more developed and, uh, that have been able to, to decrease undernutrition, but uh, obesity and, and overweight remain uh, very high in that, in that area. So uh, my feeling is that uh, observing the trends on, on malnutrition really highlight uh, the risk uh, to which we are exposed, and particularly, which is the risk that uh, these less developed uh, countries are facing that it's basically that their burden of diseases related to nutrition, um, one of the main causes of of disability and and premature death nowadays, is going to be increasing in in the next uh, years and and decades. Uh, So that we need to act to to halt this and to to have proper actions to reverse this trend.
0: So how important are the early years to malnutrition? The
1: early years? Are critical, They're in fact the most critical years um, and we show again through uh, the biological pathways and the foundations that are really laid down even before the early years uh, in preconception and during uh, gestation that the first thousand days and preconception are indeed the most critical, it is the most critical window uh, for forming and also determining uh, both nutrition but also health lifelong.
0: I, I guess the broad question then to finish on, uh, what are your hopes for nutrition in the future? And uh, how, how can we hope to address the, the double burden of malnutrition?
2: I hope that we are able to, to convene the message that nutrition is really a key issue worldwide, that the burden of malnutrition will be particularly impacting developing countries, and it will be continue to be a major uh, risk factor for illnesses in in uh, developed countries. Uh, I hope that we are able to convey this message to the policymakers, so we put nutrition as a priority on the agenda, uh, but also to the to the communities, to the to the civil society, so that we are able to really. Uh, Achieve a demand from the community for healthier uh, nutrition on on key periods of, of life. Uh, I think that if we are able to really prioritize nutrition in the in the agenda, not only not only in in the health sector but in the economic and development sector, uh, that will be a huge contribution contribution to to achieving healthier populations in general? There are,
1: I think, three important takeaways from this series. The first is that no country, no community is immune from the challenges of malnutrition. And whilst this is a global challenge, uh, we will indeed need uh, global but also uh, local solutions. I think the second is that... um, the new nutrition reality sees multiple forms coexisting uh, alongside each other. And so the days of addressing one form of malnutrition or uh, simply being focused on under or overweight, obesity or NCDs in our siloed communities or our siloed programs, really we need to move past that and see the connections and also the opportunities to address multiple forms through indeed double duty actions. The last really important message is while this series does show the complex and interconnected biological and social pathways of all forms of malnutrition, I think a key takeaway is the opportunity that lies in addressing malnutrition through our global food system. Uh, Indeed, as we move into the second half of the UN decade of action on nutrition, we as a global community need to ask ourselves, are we willing to live in a world that leaves half behind living with malnutrition, or are we going to address our global food system and ensure that it not only delivers for everyone but it also delivers for future generations
0: thanks very much to camilla and sandro for talking with us and the whole series of papers can now be found online at thelancet.com thanks for listening